Hello. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Answers. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got it. We got it. I'm I'm very curious about some perspectives on some of these services that we're going to talk about. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, yeah tonight. Tonight. On episode two forty two. Tonight. I'm going with the new kids on the block yeah. song. No, that's oh. what I was thinking of. Okay, go, 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 go. You go. know what's weird is that that was, that was their Beatlesy one. It was. You know, because it had like yeah. the slightest little flourishes in it that were sort of, I can't remember what it was. It's got but the that background like music. instrumental yeah. like. It's got like that little interlude that is like straight out of like Sgt. Pepper or something. Right. Yeah. So I think that for me at 13 or however old I was when that came out, there was a part of me that was like, well, this one's not bad. Or when you listened to it last week, it could be either one. Either one. No, I don't think I've listened to that song in probably 30 years. However, I do hum it about once or twice a day. For some reason, tonight just comes up often enough that I do like that. Well, anytime you're like, what's for dinner? Yeah. Tonight, yeah, you're like, right. oh, you're just preparing your meal. Yeah. Nikki just gets a show of yeah, new kids like, every yeah. day. Oh man, that's pretty exciting. Bro. You yeah. put on a show for it. <laughs> you would never think it would have been to a new kid song, no, At, never, n- nor would I, completely because off brand. yeah, right, completely off brand. And to the point where there, there's a song of theirs that we heard on the radio, um, that I don't think I'd ever heard. Mm. Is there a song called? Cover Girl? Yeah. Okay, that was like a hit. That was a hit, right? Yeah. That was a... See, I don't... That one didn't cross my radar at all mm. when it was on the radio. How many hits so did they have? It had this... So many. It so had many. this feel that when I heard it, even the person on uh, the satellite radio said something like, this was the last number one single off of their album, you know, mm. this, yeah. their big hit album. And I was thinking like that, that, it did have the feel of this is the fourth or fifth single release. This is, or the sixth or seventh single. Some of those records in the 80s right. into the 90s, Hanging some of those tough. hit records would put, out, would put out seven <laughs> singles though, you know? I, it literally, it was like the fifth or sixth from that album. Yeah. From yeah. The and yeah. like they're putting out new stuff yeah. and, and the old stuff has to clear the way yeah. for it. You right. Know? Yeah. So we're at a point now where people are going to start sampling that stuff in new R&B songs. And we're in a safe space now where we can announce that we're spinning off movie schmovie yeah. into a new kids retrospective. <laughs> yes. We're going called, through. <laughs> it's called Schmang and Schmuff. <laughs> or Block Schmock. Yeah. Whichever we have. It's, we're still testing it. Yeah. But actually, no, right now you're listening to Movie Schmovie. And uh, this is episode 242. Two. Two. Yeah. I'm Steve. I'm Ron. This is John Walker taking you to level 242. With the movie Schmovie Boys. Yeah. So what's this episode about? It's not about New Kids on the Block. So if we misled you, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry we're about sorry. That. But that that's something that we have in production on the side. Yeah. yeah. But it is about streaming. Yes. Yeah. The wonderful world of streaming. Or a nightmare to some. We always knew that it would eventually... Ha- this this would eventually happen. Oh, sure. Right. That, that it would yeah. become all these services. You know, when people talked about cutting the cord. Yeah. Uh, and the earliest whispers of that it became like what would you do then just sign up for netflix and whatever else there was you know hulu maybe but now there's all these other options and you start to add it up and it becomes in some ways like it seems like it's not that much less than cable i still think it comes out to like a hundred or so less than cable even if i were to sign up for everything i don't think my bill would be quite as high every month but we can be selective that's the point of that and Mm -hmm. hopefully in this conversation we'll talk about why you might select some of the things you might select absolutely um, I, we were talking about how you can't talk about streaming without it sounding like you're talking about pissing. Yeah. Um, but I do think we should call this episode the streaming gold rush. 
I'm okay with that. Because like we were going to call it the golden age of streaming, but it, which is also, a, it sounds like PP. Yeah. But I like the, the streaming gold rush because we don't know what is quite going to happen. We don't yeah, know about yeah. the golden age yet. We know that right now, it seems like anybody that can produce content is reaching for this. Yeah. This idea of creating their own shingle and how much content can they create? How much content can you have and go to market with one of these services? I'm beginning to wonder that based on looking at what uh, yeah. well, like some of these uh, offerings are. So, you know, I, what are your general feelings just at the outset about about this model of moving from what we used to have, which was cable, which was the sort of joke was 500 <coughs> channels but nothing on, right. to yeah. these more targeted services that might still have some of that feel. A lot of stuff that you're never going to watch, but theoretically some stuff you will definitely be interested in. How, how do you feel about it? I think, personally, I think that we'll, it does two things. It gives us access. I mean, it started with songs. <clears throat> when services came out that offered a ton of songs, you know, when Nap, uh, Napster first started and it had uh, one one fee for a bunch of things. Once they went legit, once the government <laughs> came down on them. The fee was zero dollars. <laughs> the right. fee was zero dollars, but then they made some. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> They made some um, deals with some record labels, and then you play, pay a fat, flat fee to get a certain amount of music. You also pay a fat flea. You also very pay strange. a fl- flat flea. And then movies started to come in. You know, Netflix as a service, a streaming service. When did that happen? A prom- went into prominence. There were other things that existed. Steve, do you know the year? Oh, I looked at Steve because he's our... No. <laughs> he's I mean, our well, because, well, because... <laughs> I mean, it was the mail order service first. Yeah. yeah no, but yeah. I mean, when did it I go know, to like the streaming uh, thing? When it switched over to streaming. Because um, I remember the first time I watched a movie on Netflix, it was this incredibly clunky interface, and it really seemed like a bonus... An extra thing that they offered. It didn't seem like the future of anything. So that when they announced they were focusing on streaming, I remember I thought, oh, that sounds kind of nutty. But now I can't imagine wanting to wait for a, a disc in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick. Yeah. 97. Oh, 07. Oh, 07 is when the streaming... Annou- uh, well, they announced in 07 that they'll have a streaming video service. And I think that it started around there. Okay. 07, 08. So we're looking at a decade plus of of this way of receiving content, kind of gaining a foothold to the point where now everyone you talk to would understand the notion of signing up yeah. right. and viewing it through their smart television or, or what have you. It's craziness. The fact that it's existed for as long as it has is, is interesting. And it, it really does... Netflix really moves the needle. I mean, for now... Yeah. It has. It did. I don't know if it is anymore, but it did. It did up until, oof, I'd say up until about a two year or three ago. weeks ago. <laughs> a year ago. I'd say, I mean, it started to kind of wane towards I the think end. the notion that these like, other services were going to start coming allowed people to look at Netflix in a slightly more critical way. Yeah. Uh, and I also think that Netflix has continued putting out these shows, just churning out. Every now and then you go and you see something that you didn't know existed yeah. that is on there. And I mean, a lot of that stuff still looks really good to me. I definitely don't have the time to consume a lot yeah. of it. I've been burned by a few things I've watched where I thought, okay, this is not quite ready for viewers' eyes or something. Or there seems like there's sometimes shows that seem, seem like they were rushed through development and the Netflix's policy of just kind of getting stuff out hurts certain shows well there was there's an article that kind of said that um essentially netflix netflix has become like the lifetime of 
In some ways. Well, I mean, like, just, look just at what the, HBO does they when they get a property. Things. Before we started recording, we were talking yeah, yeah. about Lovecraft Country, which is coming soon. But it's we've known about it for years, mm-hmm. and it's still coming sometime next year. They put stuff through such paces before the material yeah. is ready to go. They reshoot right. pilots. They they hire and fire. You know, it's not necessarily a great thing to think of being you know, chewed up in that process. But when you think about when something like, say, Game of Thrones becomes a show on HBO, when, you, when that pilot airs for audiences, it's been through so much that a few versions of that show that might not have succeeded as, as well have already been killed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that Netflix maybe doesn't quite go through quite that same process. It might be down to the production houses themselves that are working with Netflix yeah. to do some of this stuff. But it does seem like there are occasionally shows that are really... Incredible. The production value is oh, amazing, yeah, yeah. and it feels like this is great, and it deserves all the time it gets. And then there's other shows that seem like there's that sort of streaming model of... 10 to 12 episodes, and, and it really what, you, what you're getting is seven or eight episodes, at that, if that, of story stretched out. Yeah. Sure. And because it's not broadcast television that's ratings-driven, <clears throat> it, uh, it's allowed to be a little bit lazy or a little bit, I don't know, just not as interesting. So, but they have, they have the brand recognition. It's, it's the yeah. Q-tip, the Chicken McNugget yeah. of, you know, you refer to streaming things as Netflix things like yeah. is it all is it on netflix that's that's the first that's question. very true it's no clearly the one to be is. if you're any of these other services yeah you know? and it's yeah. definitely changing now i mean in this point that we're talking about this as it's an episode but i mean i think a big thing to consider is like when we're thinking about like the dates of like what you were saying like 07 you mm-hmm. said it was like the streaming so they didn't they didn't premiere their first original show though until like yeah. 2013 yeah, took, so like six years later okay mm-hmm. So, and that's the challenge now is that, so they kind of busted the door down as like, we have a library of titles that Mm -hmm. we've licensed or that we've paid fees to be able to stream exclusively or in some conjunction with wherever else they might be available. So they did that to show that like people actually will watch them this way. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So like, that's one part of the equation. And then when they transition into original content, that's kind of what I think stepped it up to a different level. Because really up until that point... There were only so many players that were really competing with them mm-hmm, for yeah. that online streaming of just movies and TV or whatever they had in the library. So like all the conversation around all these streaming platforms that are launching over the next year, two years or whatever, and that have already launched this year, it's it's really uh, looking at, in my opinion, it's really looking at what library they have and what they're planning to produce as a brand. Like yeah. you're talking about the brand. So like... You know, Netflix has a unique experience because they were like kind of first to market with a lot of things. And mm. they had this library that they grew over that six year period to the point that they could then have this massive subscriber base to then go out and say, hey, here's our first show, House of Cards. Don't you love this? And people did. I mean, like it was huge. You know what I and mean? that worked out great for everybody, as I recall. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Especially Absolutely. the economy in Maryland since it was shot here. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there's like they have a they have they had a unique I mean, and, and to their credit, like. A long runway to figure this out. Yeah. You yes. know? And and because it was so success so so successful, the brands that they're now competing with, these companies that are offshoots of major conglomerates like mm. HBO Max, you know, owned by AT&T, Time Warner, like this is a major, major thing. Yeah. You gotta look at these things and say, they plan to compete with Netflix by having library of X titles yeah. and the forthcoming originally produced movies, shows, whatever. Because, I mean, that's what they're competing for. Absolutely. It's like, if you're going to give me your $5 or your $7 or your $15, whatever on the scale, which we'll get into shortly, mm-hmm. 
well, where is that money best spent? When you're when you're talking like John, which is totally accurate, that now when you have all these options, you do the math and it adds up to a lot. Mm-hmm. But you have the option, yeah. which is why I think it's a, I mean, you know, we, one of my coworkers and I, we always go back and forth about this. It's just like, yes, it's like you're micromanaging it, but that's the power that you get now because it's on all these broken apart companies. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's the thing. I, I personally feel that that's a huge positive. I think so too. Because like when the cable companies had their, not monopolies, but where they kind of had you in a corner, you know, you picked one of two or three packages and you just paid out the ass for it. Yeah. <laughs> Even like you said, you could never find something. Right. Where now you're like, okay, well, if I say I'm going to spend $50 a month on entertainment, streaming, whatever, I don't know, that's a big budget, but I don't know that that's, that's realistic. But if you did, you could say... Well, you know, if I break down my Amazon Prime membership, part of that's including Amazon Prime content, you know, mm-hmm. and you can kind of do the math and say, I really love the fact that Friends is going to be in South Park and Big Bang Theory is going to be on HBO. Mm-hmm. So I got to factor that into my math and I really love Stranger. You know what I mean? So like, I love the idea that people will say, I'm looking at the library as a whole, at least my, this is how I'm thinking about it. And I think which ones succeed, they're going to have to do this. Like, they're going to have to market it this way. Mm-hmm. They can't just, I'm concerned about Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus, but they have to say, we have X amount of in the library so that when you want that thing to look for that you know you want to watch because you love it, yeah. you can find it. Yeah. But then we also are going to just dangle that carrot in your face, like Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country or the next season of whatever, Stranger Things, whatever, mm-hmm. And, and say, but also look forward to this, which you can only get here. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, so yeah. that's an incentive. And it's just like kind of a crazy equation that it's kind of uh, just kind of changed to. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there like Netflix did in, in, in the first few years, try to get rights to everything because those are now expiring. Well, and, and that's none of why those they're companies that own those properties want Netflix to be the place where you can get them online. Now, it was like yeah. too good of a deal for Netflix then, but what it did was it allowed the the I don't know, a form of market research, I guess, on how these things function. However, Netflix has always been very secretive about oh, sure. their sure. behind the scenes mechanism of doing everything <laughs> from their ratings right. to how they how they uh, you know, make suggestions and their algorithm and everything else. So what people can just point to is say, oh yes, people are watching this content. Sure. It seems to be doing some, it's, you know, it seems to be having some success. Netflix can now point to all those years and years of new content it's produced as its catalog, sure. which is kind of still unique for them yeah. compared to some of these other companies. Whereas with Disney Plus, I mean, they have new Star Wars, they have the Mandalorian show, which I guess we should talk about uh, at least for a few minutes about just the type of content that we're getting. But they also have massive vaults. I mean, yeah. they've got all the Disney shit. They've got Star Wars. They've got Marvel. Yeah. They've got Pixar. When I went to that screen, I still think that the functionality is a little clunky, but when I went through and I realized I could go into those subcategories and scroll through and it was not just the Marvel MCU movies, it was all the Marvel cartoons that they have yes. and everything kind of thrown in and just scrolling through the cartoons and seeing the Hulk and Spider-Man and uh, Iron Man and X-Men. X-Men all under the same umbrella. I got this little feeling of like, I know we don't want uh, Disney to take over the world, but but I did. Yeah. But this is the little charge we all got when we thought they would be back under the umbrella. It's not just a money making thing. There is some, yeah. some there's some nostalgia it. and sentimentality yeah, yeah, yeah. tied up in the idea that now everything can be done under the same yeah. uh, like careful just management that they've done these Marvel movies. Now you still have weird things like. 
why are there 16 of the 21 movies but not the other five? I mean, you can see how they're yeah. going to start doing the content. They're going to treat it that way. Mm. However, I, I did find just browsing through Disney+, Plus, just seeing what they have on offer, I was like, okay, I can see how, especially if... If I were, um, you know, if I had a younger kid, Henry's growing out of some of the old Disney programming or at least wanting to watch a lot of that stuff. Yeah. But back in the days when we used to watch, you know, everything that Netflix had or we used to have the Blu-rays of, of some of the Pixar movies or whatever that we would wear out. I, I look at this and I go, oh, yeah, people are going to love this service. You yeah. know, there's so, maybe, so much there. Disney Plus has, a, has a really deep pockets in terms of the catalog you're yeah, talking yeah, about. For sure. I feel like since... We've gone on about that one. Maybe we should yeah, make talk that about the Disney first Plus. One we talk, we, we talk yeah, real about. quick, just note what you just said about the Marvel, like the 16 to 21. Yeah. That's because of the deals that Netflix got before oh. Marvel, Disney knew they yeah. had to get their own thing going. Mm-hmm. So the ones, if you, there's all these articles out there like, when will Thor Ragnarok yeah. or whatever be on Disney? And it, there, there's dates yeah. out on the Which internet that shows you when these contracts are up and they'll be there the next day. Yeah. Because they're not going to renew these, obviously. So, But yeah, Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Uh, Do we all have it? Yeah, yeah cool. I mean, I figure a good a good gauge is like let's pull the room and see it, who so two, has what. So two two of us invested for years. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I I committed to three years. I committed to two years. Okay, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, well, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. So what, what's, John's comment about the so there's some glitchy. There, the app, the infrastructure seems a little. Yeah. I don't like buggy going still. back in and having to find something that I was just watching. That's one thing they, Netflix is they great need about. That. Netflix is like really throws it up in your face. Yeah. Like, do you want to watch this again? Do you want to watch? Do you want to go back to this? Do you want to watch something like this? It's like you you don't forget. So, the watch list feature. So I have it on Apple TV. I guess maybe we should talk about what systems we have it on. I have been using what Disney Plus on PlayStation um, PlayStation Four. However, we did. Do something. It's, I think I can sign in through my uh, my LG television as well. Okay, cool. It seems because it gives yeah, me a, yeah. but it gives a screen that's like, do you want to start your free trial? Oh. So I don't know, but I feel like I watched Mandalorian on the, through the smart television at one point. So mm. I don't know if something carried over from the other. But either way, it's definitely yeah. We've got it signed up through the the PS4. Gotcha. What do you have it on? Uh, Roku's and like iOS devices. Okay. Yeah. So um, the iOS devices have been updated close to four times. Yeah. Um, but, have you fixes. seen it get better? Have I've, seen- yeah, but the, um, we're, we're going through an issue. Have you gone through the issue with the sound? No. So you'll watch something, get out of it, and the sound will still be playing? No. So that's been a complaint for some of the iOS users. It's It's been happening a ton. Sometimes you have to get out the app completely if you go from one thing to another. Right, right. Uh, Content-wise, it looks gorgeous. I haven't had any of the issues that everybody else has Yeah, had. I mean, I think just, I mean, the feedback that I'm saying, that we're all kind of like, at least we're kind of saying is like mm-hmm. you know there, there's definitely it's it's a new baby like yeah. it, it's yeah. they, they've got some kinks to iron out i think john's point about like the continue watching carousel like netflix has like the you you know that they're like months and years into research about how to do this and without being like you know sued for like copying a gui for the same you know from the same well uh, i wondered about service. that honestly like how, yeah. how far can you go towards something There's, that's recognized and and working at, that almost seems like it's it's there to to copy then it does does it, it does do you just get dinged for that is it like an industry thing? i guess i guess because some other streaming like platforms i mean some of those interfaces look like very similar yeah you know just slightly <clears throat> different but yeah. i mean i think it's a big thing that net, that that disney plus is missing is like a because I find I find I found myself kind of like 
already annoyed by that because like I have a two-year-old so yeah. I'm watching tons of shit I also just love all the stuff on there myself mm-hmm. I'm watching a lot of the original shows that they have just uh, you know because I love I'm a huge Disney nut also so that's mm. another level for yeah. me but it is very frustrating to not see like a quick way to get back into what I just watched yeah. besides going to my list and going into the title and going into the episode like yeah. just show me where I left off and let <laughs> yeah. me just keep going I right. get that. that's a huge improvement and that's I think huge. when that gets improved I mean, damn, this is a, this, this, I mean, to me, this service is a home run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A no so brainer. I mean, like Ronald said, like we paid for a longer term. So like we got like a really sweet deal, yeah. but I mean, even at the, what is it? 699. Is that the right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even at that price, that's like one and a half coffees. Yeah, yeah. I know. If you measure it, if we kind of keep this scale on a, a Starbucks coffee, yeah. like I can do without one and a half if I was that customer, like to say, I'm going to have this. At my fingertips. That was the thing. It was yeah. like, well, wait, how much is it? Six ninety nine. And it was like, okay, yeah. It's like, why are we even really thinking that hard yeah, about yeah. this? It's a, it's easy to picture getting that much value out of it. Now, it, you know, I guess there could be some people who would sign up, as people have done with uh, HBO Now or HBO Go. Drop it Where in. you sign up when the show you want to watch sure. is, is yeah. on, and you drop out after that. I don't know if these companies, outside of just wanting everyone to stick around, if they're going to find some way to discourage people from doing that by making that not possible. But I think that that model, that's one of the beauty things about, well, this, that's one of the positive things about that mo- this yeah. model for people is yeah. that you can actually control how long you have access to it. So, for instance, if, if like the only broadcast show that I don't know how I'm going to watch when it comes back uh, is Better Call Saul. Yeah. That's on AMC. It's like an and, enigma. And I actually have been missing uh, the new season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, too, because mm. I don't have any ready way to get FXX. Yeah. Um, I know it's on Hulu, but not the current season. Yeah. yeah. So it's like those are the only shows that I watch where I've been like, oh, I don't know how to watch that. I don't have a ready, easy way to do it. Yeah. And that's not that much. Like that, That's not an argument for paying that extra 100 or so every month for yeah. cable. Yeah. But it is a, a question for me of, you know, when will it be that you can just basically subscribe to a show and get to watch it when it, right. when it airs, not waiting for it to pop up on yeah. iTunes in a few days sure. or Amazon in a day or two or whatever it is. So I think there's still a few things that slip through the cracks for me. Yeah. But yeah. as it is, I think what you're saying about the deep catalog and you go to something like, I mean, I haven't checked out all the original content on Disney plus. If you are coming into the Disney world and you are, aren't interested in the back catalog and you want some new stuff, you want some Marvel stuff, you aren't going to get that up front. If you are a person that's looking for the adult Disney plus content, I mean, and don't get me wrong. I think the classics are watchable for anybody, but if you're coming into it, like, Hey, I want to see some of the Marvel stuff. I want to see the connecting. That's not upfront. You if mean up front in the yeah in yeah the if, yeah if you, right now oh. like you won't get anything like like uh, any of the original stuff that's supposed to connect the movie. Do you think that though is based off of an algorithm that learns as no. you use the service? I think it's literally no no no. I mean like I guess I mean some of the original stuff that hasn't come out yet. I mean like the the stuff that's connecting the movies like the. The Hawkeye stuff, the yeah, there's the Hawkeye WandaVision. show, there's the Winter Soldier show. All that stuff is not coming anytime soon. No. Like to oh, the point. Oh, you mean just like not available? Yeah, now. not available. Oh, at all. I thought you meant like it's like buried in the. Oh no no no! no. Oh, okay, I mean okay. just like if if you're coming in and you're got like, it, I it, want to it. see original content. I want to see new stuff. Yeah, brand new stuff. Mandalorian is it? If if you want to watch something in that sort of thing. sure, but got it, got it. Mandalorian. Yeah, like you, want, you want to pay seven dollars for like a, a great Star Wars Mandalorian is show. F- fucking, it is so much better than I could have ever. It's so cool. It's so, it's so it's good. So cool it's like a so spaghetti fun. western. It feels like you know what it feels like. Um, the animation director Gindi Tarkovsky mm-hmm. did those uh, 
animated shorts before they started yeah. the CGI animated mm-hmm. Clone Wars show. There were these, you know, two D cell animation, hand drawn animation shorts that he did. The guy who did Samurai Jack. Okay. Um, oh wow. And they were always very visual, like yeah. very little dialogue. And they would usually be like, oh, a story where someone fights a bunch of battle droids or someone fights. A... So like the scene in a recent, uh, well, the second episode of The Mandalorian where mm-hmm. he goes against these Jawas. Um, that's just like a scene you would have seen in one of those cartoons. Oh, okay. It's so simple, but it's so visual. And often in those comics or cartoons or ancillary materials that they create around Star Wars, you get moments where you go, oh, they can't put that in one of the movies or they couldn't fit it in. But of course, if you went up on some Jawas, they would try to fight you off. Do you know what I mean? Like, But it's a scene you've never seen, but you could imagine it happening. And it feels like this show is giving you a chance to see these moments, these like smaller moments that might be seen as lower stakes, could be seen as higher stakes if you view the the human characters or the sort of characters you're rooting for as being in danger throughout this. But no, I think that it's such a cool visual style of storytelling that it really reminds me of those cartoons, which in some ways felt like some of the most Star Wars-y things anyone had Mm. done because Star Wars has always had that sweep where the visuals are carrying you along and where the inventiveness of the design of things is is what you're able to kind of, uh, you know, travel along with. And I think that yeah, it just feels like this is... I mean, John Favreau, who created the show, yeah. I don't know if he was working from a template provided by Disney or Lucasfilm or anything, but his oh. idea for, like, let's get these cool scenes and string them together with this mysterious character mm-hmm. and the overarching story we seem to be getting with a, with a certain character that he's uh, teamed up with now... Um, it's just interesting. It feels new for Star Wars, and yet it totally feels like it happens in that world. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, it feels like... One of those Star Wars novels, you know? Yeah, just, that's what I'm saying. It just feels very lived in. Um, like a comic you would pick up and flip through and go, yeah. I kind of recognize this, but I don't know if I know who any of these people yeah. are. You know? In the world that you've, you're kind of familiar with, it just adds so much. It, it fills in a lot of blanks. That don't feel like it, it doesn't feel like it's disrespecting any of the original Mm-mm. content. It's just such a fun, fun show. All the characters are so interesting. I want to I wanna see a show about all these people. Yeah. It's just really interesting. I like it. And some of the actors who have popped up in little bit roles, like yeah. I love uh, Brian Posehn was in it for a minute. Yeah. And uh, Horatio Sands was that blue alien in the first episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? He was great. He was no, I mean, honestly, his, his, before I knew that I was him, that was I was like, that actor, I recognized that voice. Yeah. But he was, it was a great performance. I mean, it's like he really gave it us. And the fact that that character survived made me wonder, like, okay, maybe they'll keep Horatio Sands in the fold. But a lot of these characters exist to get, to just remind you, like, this is a dangerous universe. And that's something that (laughs) with our sort of faded characters and like teams of friends that we don't want to see broken up in the Star Wars model, this this show seems like it's full of characters who who you don't have any idea what their future is or what Mm -hmm. their their potential is. And so it opens up that possibility of basically anyone except for the main characters. It seems like they could go at any time. So Getting back around about the Mandalorian, it's, it's really interesting finding out. I mean, and you find out, I love that they show us some stuff and you know there's a lot of telling obviously yeah. because it's just there but not it, as much telling as there could be yeah it know? could be a lot of like someone speaking for two paragraphs about the mandalorian but there's a lot of like subtle things that are showing you mm-hmm. it seems vulnerable too he doesn't seem invincible I, I i really love that about that character it just you you feel a lot of emotion through the mask it's just well as yet we haven't cool. seen his face and i've heard differing sort of rumors as to whether they're going to take his helmet off at all this season mm-hmm. so um 
casting an actor who a lot of people like to look at, like Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. and putting him in a suit like this, it you could argue like why would you hide him? But I think the physicality. I think what one of the things we like about him, he's got this very sort of, for lack of a better term, he's got a, like a, a loose limb kind of macho physicality. <laughs> yeah. If you if you watch Narcos, you've seen it. If you saw him on Game yeah. of Thrones, you've seen it. There is something kind of. He can really move, but there is something kind of swaggering about him that's that's not too different from the way an actor like Harrison Ford mm. can play that kind of like machismo. But he, like you said, he loses his footing, he slips, he falls, he, yeah. he doesn't always know exactly what's going on. So I think it's interesting how much a performance is actually coming through Absolutely. that costume. That's... Yeah. Cool. Uh, so Disney Plus, you'd suggest it for everybody. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, I mean, Back catalog. The, con- the content, like, yeah, you know, if you, Star Wars, Marvel, I mean, Avatar, uh, the Pixar, Disney Animation Studios, I I just think for the amount of stuff that they have in there, you know, for six ninety nine, or if you do the, I think if you buy a year in advance, it comes down to like less than $5 a month, mm-hmm. you know, however you get it, I just yeah. think that if there's any box being checked, you know, of what I just said or what we've discussed, you know, there's more... Star Wars original series coming up that they've announced for Disney Plus, and yeah. you know if that entices you, I mean this is yeah this is a no brainer like for me. Oh, um, there's something I forgot that's related to all that. For six ninety nine for all you video files, it is the only service yeah. besides Vudu. If you buy it, um, if you buy them, that has Disney content in four K, yeah. and this is any of the things that they put on that's mm-hmm. available. Dolby Atmos for a lot of the newer, newer stuff like Star Wars, a lot of the Marvel stuff. You're getting 4K content at the cheapest rate that you could possibly ever get it. There's no other service where you can get 4K content for anything that's available, any of the movies that have it. And you're seeing things like Aladdin has a 4K. I mean, it's it's a little wider and a little more bright, but you're seeing 4K versions of some of the vaulted stuff as well. So I Yeah, that's a good I, point. Crazy. I don't have 4K TV yet, but I mean, this service, Netflix, like it's a couple of the things that I have now, I kind of like Black Friday, I think I might need to be looking for maybe at least trying a TV, like my, the smallest one in my house, maybe I can get as a right. gateway to see if I really enjoy it that yeah. much more. But it's a good point. Yeah. Like all the, all the content, especially the original stuff, obviously they're going to be putting out this from this point forward, mm-hmm. you know, will, will be in that higher definition uh, rate. But I mean, I guess, yeah, ultimately for me, I think this is probably... This, and maybe we can talk about HBO Max next, is is really probably one of the most challenging to Netflix, I mean, to Netflix, only because of what Disney is now. Yeah. Right. You know, and like, you know, the catalog. Yeah, the fact that they represent Star Wars. Yes. Like and the and biggest franchises around. Yeah, yeah. And Pixar, you know. And like, they have Avatar coming, which we we can't assume that James Cameron hey, don't is not going to. don't sleep on him. Yeah, I mean, we're right. not, I don't think anybody here is like banging that drum, but I mean, don't sleep on it. You know, like it's, yeah, it's James Like once Cameron. they've had a chance to market and get... <clears throat> to market and get people ready for that maybe that property coming back yeah. i think they can get the the sort of opening weekend that you look oh, for, for nowadays sure. you know for whether sure. people are really going to suddenly become interested in it again it's already one of the biggest grossing movies of all time and yeah i have no special love for avatar at all yeah same. i, I mean kinda, it, i don't really want them to come out but i, I somehow don't think they're going to lose yeah. money on them and there's a chance that there may be some like original connecting show or something that or just james such cameron a cool wants. visual thing that you see what like isn't james cameron trying to do some kind of uh like 3d that doesn't require a special that's color? what no 3d movies. without glasses, glasses yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he's he's saying that the new avatar movies are going to use that which is confusing i don't know so if he said they're going to use that he's got a couple years to figure yeah. out how to explain that yeah yeah 
if it even happens. Maybe the first Avatar movie is just him in a blue like face makeup. <laughs> it's, explaining, really, it's really just a how-to. Explaining the how-to. Is how is and then tutorial. a wave comes. Yeah. <laughs> and, then... and then I jump around like this. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I will watch that. I actually would too. I'll watch the hell out of it. It's that. very humanizing. So, so yeah, so, so yeah, HBO Disney Plus, yeah. Disney Plus has a three out of three here. We all yeah. have it now. We, we talked about a, some ups and downs. It's a pretty easy in. But I think over the next like six months... Get some more content of the original content on there. Yeah. If you have it, and um, one of the ones I, the original series I'm going to mention I loved was the, uh, it's called like the Imagineering Project Mm -hmm. or the Imagineering Story. It's just like this archival behind the scenes of like everything that's Disney's created. Like in the parks, you know, the whole like magic, the Disney quote unquote magic that's out there. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. If you want to see the magic, like how it's made, like if you don't, maybe it's not for you. But if you're just curious, like the how to, the wonder, the, the engineering, like it's it's a marvel and it's yeah. amazing, and uh, and again being like super sold on everything Disney, the parks, like it's a, it's such a cool thing to be able to watch how they made certain things in the park and you know the the underground tunnel system that they have in the park and showing that and like it's just like I literally blew my mind like mm. and that's like a it's one of the low key series that they have yeah. but it's amazing. Check it um, out. But yeah, whatever's coming down the pike here, I think Disney Plus is like one of the top two or three things that are going to really rival Netflix. And that could possibly, you know, kind of overtake them as a brand um, because of what Disney is and leveraging the parks, leveraging the properties that they own. I mean, they're going to come up with ways to get people subscribe to this service that is unrivaled, I think. Yeah. And so before we move on, that actually kind of reminds me of a question I had for you guys. We talked a little bit about the production value of Netflix shows and Mm -hmm. how that a lot of times it's there and it's super, you know, well made and other times it feels like sometimes it's like production values in search of an idea for a show or a a real hooky show um i think one of the things disney can do is promise that movie production value sure what do you think of the production value of mandalorian i was a little surprised i mean look i i knew that in a good way or bad way in a good way i knew that i knew that it was gonna look good but man okay so this adds to the like for so i have a 4k TV and Atmos mm-hmm. uh, soundbar, it throws around sound like I've never heard. Like the 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 sound layering, the sound production in that show is ridiculous, especially mm-hmm. for a TV show. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching a movie. This is like the TV version of live action Star Wars, and you know this is the first time they've done it, honestly, except for the famous Christmas special from 1978. And it, honestly, it it great as far as it creating a world and feeling like it's a it's a pleasing mix of analog and digital effects, I thought it was pretty cool. So, I mean, I'm wondering yeah. if that's kind of the mark for me with a lot of these services is what kind of programming are they actually producing? Yeah. Which we'll talk about with Apple Plus. Uh, uh, how I, I cannot wait to talk about that. The, the the budget on Mandalorian has reportedly been, it's $15 million an episode, mm-hmm. which is, if you do the, is it going to be 10 episodes, I think? I think eight. Eight? Okay, so do the math on that, and you're basically looking at less than a budget of a Star Wars movie, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the budget, I think the show looks incredible. No, it, it does. does. It, and I, I, think, I hope I, what I was saying came off as a compliment. It looks almost as good as like a, a theater-ready Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's and I think amazing. You're, you're, I think if you watch this show on a movie screen... As your first exposure to it, you may not, you may feel that it actually is a right. Star Wars movie. Yeah. yeah, I think the impact of watching it on your TV at home or on your phone or whatever for the first time mm-hmm. it changes things a little bit. I think, but I mean, I think the show, I think the show looks amazing, uh, and obviously it's like Disney's big shiny carrot for this for this launch. Yeah, it really to is. kind of put out there, and I mean, I think 
my only quip with it is that I, I wish it was not 30 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give I us mean, 60. I don't, know, I don't know if I hate that give or us just 60. don't like it a lot. See, I felt this way. I keep going back and forth. Yeah. I, I remember when Ash versus Evil Dead came out, and it was mm-hmm. a half-hour show. Yeah. And I, I at first thought, why? And then I realized, no, for this type of content, it helps it retain its uniqueness in a way, the pacing of yeah. it. And, that's and I think yeah. that with both the episodes yeah. of The Mandalorian that we got, what we would have gotten wouldn't have been double the story. It would have been the story we got with 30 more minutes of stuff. As Bruce yeah. Campbell said, scenes where he's sitting in a car looking off into the distance thinking. Right. And he said, you don't sense. need scenes of, of Ash doing that. And I don't think in Star Wars you need a lot of scenes of that. I think they can hint at it. Yeah. I think what we can more say about this show is that it has a slightly more relaxed pace than one of the movies mm. because it's got more time to stretch out and it's more episodic. So in a way, it feels more like a television show in that way, but it really is still down to that like old form serialized storytelling that these movies are supposedly based on where you do get like a little discrete chunk of story. So I had that same thought of like, oh, it's going to be closer to a half hour than an hour. Okay. And but, it's less than half an hour sometimes. Yeah. It's like but when you watch minutes. the episodes, like, like, you sort of go, well, I, I, I don't know. I, it's kind of like it was with Ash versus Evil Dead. It would end and I would go, okay, I think it's kind of cool that they set themselves the challenge of leaving yeah. you wanting more rather than potentially at an hour maybe being a little bit slow paced or something. But if they could double what was it, if it could just be like, two episodes back to back and that was an episode I, yeah. that would be cool to me but I wouldn't want to see these episodes stretched out yeah I guess it's just like a different thing yeah, I mean, yeah. it is just to be like the marquee show I, I definitely took me by surprise a little bit that it was like I think the first episode was like 38 minutes initially I was like oh that's kind of weird and the mm-hmm. next one was like 33 minutes or and that's something. with credits too yeah and I'm like oh that's odd. that's even more odd but, but what you're saying is right I mean like if it is kind of like this quick shot of like just pure story pure like it, you know and it's not gonna kind of be drawn out just so that it gets to what I'm basically saying I want right yeah. now mm-hmm. and that's that that's maybe that's wrong and yeah. maybe that's why some shows feel like why the hell is this Netflix series 10 episodes of an hour each like <laughs> right. we talked about that before yeah yeah maybe this is a good experiment of showing like some may fit into that format properly but this one maybe doesn't and I'm, I'm curious to see what the Mandalorian comes to be one of the things speaking of the credits that I want to mention I love that they have like oh what God. looks like concept art over it. the end credits because yeah. the Star it. Wars movies have always had these great conceptual paintings and there's always yes. the art of Star Wars books that come out with each movie and Quarry, you see all the paintings yeah. I love that those end credits seem to be if if not created specifically for the credits yeah. it's it feels like a lot of those concept paintings you see it's great and so that just good. to me is like that's some of my favorite art I've ever seen are all those weird like I guess this is what people are showing the production company when yeah. they're developing these Make stories this. and these characters yeah. saying yeah. like could you do this what about this what if everything's kind of red what if it's all lit by flame what if they are silhouetted right here and you do a painting to demonstrate yeah. that and I love that when you get to the second episode and you realize that it's going to change based on the episode that's yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. Um, we're fans yes yeah. hey, so hey John Favreau oh man you doing you doing some good work right yeah. now. And uh, what, what's the other guy? Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. And there's some awesome interesting dude, directors coming soon too, like uh, Bryce Dallas Howard directed one, and Taika Waititi did one. Yeah. And he's already appeared in one episode. Yeah. I thought he might be a regular, but <laughs> well, yeah, who knows? You, did, you didn't see him die, <laughs> right? Well, Classic. he had he had smoke coming from a hole that went through his little robot head. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. never say never. Yeah, right. Yeah. Except right. for just now. Yeah. So what's the next one? I'm gonna, I'm you gonna said HBO Max. HBO yeah. Max. Which is weird because it's not out yet. I'm, but, I'm a little confused, but, honestly, about HBO Max. Oh, because yeah. there's HBO, and then HBO Now and uh, Go. Which one? One went so, away and one stayed. Which one? Well, is, they're, all, they're all still here yes. right now as of this yeah. recording. So there's mm-hmm. Go, Now, and Max. And, and then, yeah, yeah. 
So go now. So the reason we can talk about it right now is because like they're still they're in the game now already yeah. because HBO now is their standalone. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I don't want to pay Verizon FiOS or if I don't want to pay Xfinity for HBO, yeah, I just want HBO as a subscription. I'm I'm getting HBO now. And I think it's fifteen dollars a month, right, yeah. or yeah. $17 a month, 15. something like that. Add to that also no. that the production value of an HBO show is what sort of inspired the benchmark for what the Netflix shows should oh, look yeah. like. So in a way, everybody who's in this game is chasing HBO production quality in yeah. terms of before before Netflix, before some of these other channels, there was nobody else other than HBO who was doing that. People used to say it about The Sopranos all the time. I feel like I'm watching a movie every week, yeah. you know. Mm, and that sure. became kind of the mark of quality for this type of, of television that we're talking about. So yeah, HBO kind of getting back in on the streaming side, it is interesting to me. But I'm a little confused about what it is. How does it differ from the subscription I already have? Steve and I had a, a really <laughs> long conversation about this, mostly because you know we 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 like to find nice shortcuts that give us everything that we want. Yeah. For the money that we bring. We want to get right. our money's right. worth. For so sure. we wind up debating. Yeah. And and from what I'm I'm reading, now may become Max at some point. I think that's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems to be the thing and Or that seems to be the the goal because right yeah. now kind of the way they're promoting it is that if you have HBO now directly through HBO, you will get HBO Max mm. when it comes out. So there's obviously some consumption happening. Like they're going right. to probably rebrand. I don't know. Yeah. It comes out in May of 2020 as of now. So, you know, we're, you know, a good six, seven months out. I'm sorry, Steve. Now is a branded word now. <laughs> so every time <laughs> we say now, now no. we have to pay a fee as of now. Okay. Oh, as, of now. Okay. as of now. As of now. So, you know, they may, they may change, like they may announce that, you know, on that launch date, it becomes one thing. Who knows? Yeah. I think they're trying to get people to pre-sign up for now mm. if you're not already so that you're getting it. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of marketing there. Mm. But I think the key is is that they're saying everything that we produce on HBO, all of our original content, the movie library that we have, whatever that is now, as you look at it in HBO Now or on your HBO set-top box on your cable station, mm-hmm. or if you pay through it through Verizon or through Comcast or Xfinity – you get access to the HBO Go app, which is their companion app, so you can go back and watch shit on demand. Mm. If you have any of that stuff and what you're seeing in there now, that stuff will be on HBO Max. So the benefit of going to HBO Max come May is that all of the original content that they're making for that service and reportedly the library that AT&T Warner Media is bringing to it, that's where it's all going to be. So the stuff that they announced with the DC universe, the, the Greg Berlanti produced shows, uh, the Green Lantern, uh, I forget what the others, the second one was called. Those are being developed for HBO Max. So yeah. you're not going to find that on your HBO station, on your cable TV subscription. No. You're gonna or on HBO Go. You're gonna find that on HBO Max. So anything being created originally that is not, <clears throat> that isn't like a part of the HBO station on your cable box. That's all exclusively in HBO Max. So, and, and what comes with that, you know, you get all these great HBO shows that we all love. So if you have Max, you've got it all? Yes. Yes. Hence the Max. I, I realize you I sound like someone Hence on like an infomercial. Like, yeah. so, so if you have Max, <laughs> you've got it all. Right. So, But absolutely. is that true? I mean, you've got all this content you're talking about if right. you've got Max. So, you know, and, and, and the logic is, is that like, they want people to go right to them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're not going to pay the cut to Fios, to Xfinity, 
to have a l- the little chunk of your subscription. They want you to go to that app. Yeah. Because everything that they're going to make is going to be there for the most part. And the, 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 the piece of what we talked about before with like the original content, I mean, the, the library content is everything that Warner Brothers has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Virtually everything in the Warner Brothers library. I mean, there's exceptions. The biggest exception that they noted after that fact in their press conference was the Harry Potter stuff is not. Yeah. At, at this time, because mm-hmm. that's in contract through 2025 with with uh, NBC. So what happens is is that when HBO Max launches, you know, your Matrix movies, your this, this new monster universe, the Godzilla Kong, you know, th- these things, this the original IP that's out there, you know, that's going to supposedly be on there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they they also got the rights to Friends, they got the rights to Big Bang Theory, they got the rights to South Park. Yeah. You know. These are huge properties that they are stockpiling to say, we have this massive library, which Netflix had. We got some of the titles back. Yeah. Sure, Disney has their own. Their own mm-hmm. But their branding theirs is obviously more adult, yeah. different demo, and the price is different. But when you do the math on the access that you get for like the HBO content that you could watch today, yeah. I mean, the price is kind of crazy. Yeah, it like, is. It's going to be $14.99 or $15.99 a month. Which I think is what now costs HBO yep. now, as of right now, mm-hmm. now. Uh, so now, now, Steve. This is the other one that I think is really going to yeah. challenge Netflix because so people love HBO for the prestige, the production, the writing, the development. They're 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 known for um, the development process for their shows, what they bring to pilot, what they bring to series, and they usually put forth a lot of really high quality mm-hmm. prestige Emmy nominations. You know, what we today still have of what was a water cooler show, a mm-hmm. lot of them are coming from HBO. Yeah. Currently, Watchmen, my favorite show. Same. Yeah. I can't stand waiting to watch it. <laughs> but I do. But it's the show. You yeah. know, it's HBO. And that's their brand. It's HBO. And I, I, I think that what they're going to try to do with this Max streaming service is going to be really impressive. And I mean, like, I don't have that right now. Like, I'm not going to lie. I share some stuff with family members. Mm-hmm. That's how I get to watch these shows right now. But I think when that comes out, I probably will subscribe to this. Yeah. Because their library is massive. Warner Brothers library is huge. And the the stuff that they have going with with HBO, with uh, you know, all the original stuff that they announced. I mean, the likelihood that maybe they'll have the Snyder cut on there. Because you know, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. People really want the. Snyder I mean, Cut. Okay. That's, that's what they're saying. Okay, let's that's take the, a minute. Let's that, take a minute. That's what they're saying. It's gonna. That they're waiting for them to announce it to come to that. Let's talk a little bit about that because Sidebar. until a couple of days ago, I was not thinking this would ever seem like something that we had, obviously haven't been following that had it, traction right? beyond the sort of like the sort of fanboy contingent though that has never stopped talking about it. But the fact that this last week there was a concerted effort from, I believe these were all the official Twitter accounts of like Gal Gadot. 100% were. um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. uh, Was Jason Momoa one of them? He's been doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's been banging the drum for that. Yeah, Ray Parker. um, Yeah, Ray Parker was the other person I thought of. Right. So, okay. (laughs) Here's the thing. I, I never like, didn't think there was a Snyder's cut. Snyder. I call it the Snyder's cut. <laughs> I I never like I'm not surprised to think that a cut existed of that movie before before they ended up going in a different direction, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I never felt like he was run off the film. It seemed like he left due to very personal reasons. So I don't know how much that was a fabricated. Th- I mean, there's so many conspiracy theories around this yeah. movie, and the people that want the Snyder cut are 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 some very scary people. The people online that are clamoring for yeah. it, not Gal Gadot. She seems nice, but like, but that Affleck, that Affleck. Woo, have you ever seen him Woo! hanging outside a building, <laughs> looking sad, sneaking a cigarette? Um, in other words, our mood for the last year, basically. Oh, yeah. um, but no, I think that like that makes me think there's this coordinated effort that those people wouldn't be doing it if there weren't some sort of hype mechanism that seems to right. be saying, we're doing this now. So they can do that. They can get all this appreciation. People will continue to debate the quality of the movie, whether mm-hmm. it's better or worse, whatever. But what do you guys think of that? Like just this aspect of the Snyder Cut? It's been a mythical thing. Yeah. And... and the fact that it exists isn't surprising. The fact that it might be a releasable movie is a yeah, little surprising. It is. But who knows? Are they going to finish it up? Are they going to polish it and say, here's the alternate version of this movie? Right. Or are they going to, you know, I don't know. Does it does it have more value as a mythical object, you know? Is the release going to correlate with Wonder Woman? Is yeah. it going to, you know, are they going to use that, put that out first? Like, okay, this is better than it was before so we're talking about justice league right yes this is so in other words before they brought in joss whedon to do reshoots according so So there's got to be some temp shots in it or something i just don't quite understand how it could be a totally finished movie it's not i think narrative i think narratively it's finished like the story that he wanted to tell but it's i don't it's not a like it's not a like a, an end print of a film, like right. you know, from from people that have reportedly seen it. Uh, the biggest of which is always Jason Momoa talking mm-hmm. about it. You know, there's stuff that is like, you know, it's like uh, storyboards and like unfinished CG and things <laughs> like that. But I mean, if you were Zack Snyder, wouldn't you kind of want it to stay mythical? Is what I'm saying. Like yeah. instead of people seeing it and being able to judge whether it actually was that much better. Like I would be touched by the fanboys, but I would also be a little frightened by people who seem to like not want there to be this process that movies go through of like you get the version you get this notion of feeling entitled to and the way people talk about it as though it's they know it's the uh, the art object that's going to solve the problems yeah yeah. of the dc movies and our culture at large you know that like i just don't see i don't see how it could be that significantly different from the movie we got and that significantly better but maybe i'm maybe i'm cynical i think dc has some dc has some positive momentum with shazam and um Aquaman was solid. And Wonder Woman. People are really ready yeah. for that. So, yeah. I mean, Joker have, is huge. Yeah. yeah. So, you have all these movies. And that's a classic DC film. Yeah. They, classic although they are movie. talking about making a, a, a sequel. sequel to that now that it's made a billion dollars yeah, worldwide. But here's the thing. They have some positive momentum. They do. They do. DC keeps doing this. Don't do this to me. They keep making they do. a billion dollars on these movies that nobody knows what to do with, you know? But I just think they have some positive positive momentum and i think that when it comes to their run i don't wait so let me just pull the room do you do you are you hashtag release a snyder cut no okay no man no you're a no am i a no i'm not that curious but i guess i i if if it was out i'd watch it because i'd have to know what people were talking about but to me it's always you want to see i want to see it i i think at this point honestly i've never really like followed it that much like yeah I, I see it you know pop up on social media all the time but i've never really cared about it do you yeah. see the poster the fake posters that people were putting up yeah but i mean like they're taking out billboards <laughs> yeah, like, i know at comic-con so funny, and, like, and like these are like so like just think about this like 
with the exception of Henry Cavill and I guess Ezra Miller, I don't. I think they're the only ones that really haven't done anything like to say it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're talking about like stars of their arguably their biggest two franchises, right. Wonder Woman and Aquaman, saying yeah. release. release this movie. Yeah, like that. Just that that moment coming about is to me is like. I kind of have to see this now. No, I, I would like have to watch they're, it. They're waging the fact that we are franchise stars for the studio that we're basically saying, yeah, put really. the movie out that you guys canned right. or possibly weren't happy with or whatever the story around it is. Like, this is something like... That's so a, bizarre. It's bizarre. It's like, it's crazy. It's so strange. It's crazy. No, I've never seen anything no, like I'm that. I'm sure I would re- watch it. rebelling against the studio that's paying them. <laughs> I'm sure I would watch it. I'm just saying, I don't yeah, know I'll that watch I... Yeah, I'm not for I, it, though. I just don't know that I... I'm not I, for it. I just don't know that I believe it could be that different or that much better or anything I, What if like it that, is? You know? So here's the thing, though. I, like, I'm being all, <laughs> all joking aside. Yeah. I genuinely believe that if it is real, I do think it's very different. Yeah. Yeah. Just from like better. the stuff that he's been tweeting and that people have said and like, there's it's got to be a different, very different movie. Yeah, and in, in not not in entirety, but yeah. I mean, there's definitely stuff that has come out uh, that points to a different story, like mm-hmm. for characters, like for Cyborg and things like that. That like I could care less about in yeah. life, or you know, I couldn't tell you one thing he did in Justice League, but like. Apparently, the movie was really heavily around his character. Like, you know, that mm-hmm. was like a launch for an origin thing for his own movie series, which will probably never happen now. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's so about it. I don't know. Ray Parker. Right. But I don't know. That That's a sidebar. But I I, I am very curious. I, Only I'm because curious, of the but... moment it's gotten to. Yeah. What you're saying is true. Like, the movie you got is the movie you got. Like, that's Well, like, I'm just saying, like, I feel on. like there's tons of, of, of original edits of movies throughout history that we could be acting like this about. But for some reason, this one is gaining traction. So I guess in that oh, sense... Oh, I feel like mainly because, like, the movie bombed. Yeah. You know? And it, like, if it failed to, like, continue this EC, DCEU that they were banking on. Right. You know, around that character base. I mean, it's But kind to of assume that they made bad decisions... In not releasing this film, I don't know. To me, it seems like if I was Zack Snyder, I would I would want it to stay buried because I would not want to. I'd rather people think, you know, that whole thing about it's better oh, yeah. to be uh, better to be thought of as a fool than to to open your mouth and prove it. It's like I think that in this yeah. case, it's better to have people saying, "Man, this is it. This is the they should have done this." The fact that people are so sure that it solves that all these be- problems that it was. It was better than what they put out. To me, that is the strange part. Well, because there's been that leaked information about things that were. In it. right. <laughs> it's just in such it a weird changed. thing. Yeah, yeah, things they changed. Yeah. But I think so, also it's it's the it's a really unique scenario. No, though, it is because of how much DC fucked up the whole yeah. EU thing. All I feel right. like what Snyder was doing with Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, whatever you feel about those films, like what they what he was trying to do with them, that stuff changing course mm-hmm. as it's being made cannot help anything I'm sure right you know so I think that's what makes it a a bit more unique and makes me even more curious because like if you feel like things are being stripped away and like what I had planned is basically you guys are feeling pressure of like the Marvel stuff and like we had to change our minds now yeah it could be a way different do you see? Thing. Do you see the glee in his eyes, Ronald? Some men just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, I mean... I think Steve's look. one of these men. No, I, I, I just, agree. It's like... A, okay, just, okay, it's but, just pure curiosity. Yeah. But what we're saying yeah. is... I, I need to see Here's this. a movie it that exists. never would have come out because that's just not how it's done. They don't release the... No. the, the when, they, when they do that, they just historically... Maybe it's ever happened a few times, but it sure. never happens that a, an early edit of a movie that they redid... Yeah. Uh, that it comes out. So here's a movie that wouldn't have come out if it is going to come out. Uh, 
without the as you've said the failure yeah. the perceived failure of what they were doing with the DC movies plus this fan outcry that never stopped plus this idea of a service like HBO Max where you could theoretically generate a lot of hype and get a lot of clicks and get yeah. a lot of plays without having to say like do a, a major theatrical rollout for a, a, a potential money waster. Yeah, yeah. Here's something where you're going to be looking for content, and as you said, original content, and as you said, original content that you can only get here. Right. And suddenly they must be going, at least in conversations, about can we release this alongside like annotated clips explaining what this sh- what this shot was supposed to look like or what sure, this scene was supposed a, to be. very possible. So yeah, it could be something they could roll out in a way that would seem like they're really doing something unique with it. But I just don't see them dumping it out. Like here's what here's what we rejected. The likelihood is that it's not going to come out. Yeah, but I'm just saying. If well, it look exists, at his face. Just talking about it, it. If it exists, it's this little sparkle in his eye. If it exists, I would love to see it. It's been. Running I like to the Zack ground. Snyder. Yeah, what's what's he doing? Right I like now. Zack Snyder. I like I him. I didn't. I didn't love well the enough. movies. But Justice Justice League was a fucking mess. It and was. Like re- I'm really just was. curious as to like. What was what was your idea? Batman v Superman. If he put a, if he put together was. a cut of that movie, which is allegedly what he did, yeah. this is the whole thing that started it. He and he kind of stokes this fire. Yeah, because rumor has it it is do. a movie. Yeah. I I remember seeing it in the theaters. I'm I'm pretty sure it was a movie. I'm not yeah, quite yeah. sure. Was it a movie? Was was Justice League a movie? It was. It was a thing. But if it you call felt, it a movie, it yeah. felt like it had been reshot and rewritten yeah. and oh hammered God. into this weird shape. Yeah, dude. It, it felt like it felt like. A project where some high schoolers had a, a series of scenes and just like make this into a coherent thing in 45 minutes. Yep. Go. It's like a group project where like three of the people didn't do their stuff in the day before it was due. So it's like, what do we do? Two of the people were not there and they yeah. were just told over the phone what the scenes were. Yeah. And they just like put that together. Put that. Do you think his version has more jars of pee in it, or the same number <laughs> of jars of pee? I would say uh, less than or equal to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. But yeah, I don't know. Back to HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, my 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 kind of overview, like my take on it, is just simply that it's another example of of a, of a platform that really does have the content to really challenge Netflix. Yeah. You know, if, if that's if that's who people are, if that's who yeah. they're challenging, which I think is probably the case. So in May, get rid of HBO Go, get rid of HBO Now, get HBO Max. Well, if you got HBO Now, you already got HBO Max. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. You if follow you have, that. Get rid of HBO Go and get HBO yeah, Max. Yeah, change get, your subscription from, uh, you know, your FiOS, your Xfinity's, whatever. If yeah. you want to be ahead of the curve, change it to HBO Now. Now, mm-hmm. directly through HBO. And uh, you know, come May, you'll you'll get this bad boy, and you'll you'll you, you won't even notice a difference in your bill. You'll yeah. just notice more goodies. Yeah, you'll have it all. Get grandfathered into the service. Yeah. Um. So one other thing, I want to just kind of the transition. We can go to Apple TV yeah. Plus next. So what we've been talking about a lot was um, like content. Mm-hmm. So and these these platforms, Disney, Warner Media. Did we talk about the DC Universe thing? The rumor that you'd heard, like that. DC Universe may disappear and the content from that may go to HBO Max. Did you hear that? I think... I, I That's remember, a thing. I remember there being some text exchange. Yeah, there's that. some rumor that, that like HBO is going to absorb 
DC Universe at some point. I mean, DC Universe is kind of a... Their original stuff is really good, but hmm. they don't have yeah, a lot of subscribers. I don't know a lot about that. Swamp Thing's really good. Um, oh, their streaming service. Yeah, their streaming service. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I think that's... Oh, okay, so that's the name of it. I apologize. Oh, yeah. DC Universe is the name of the streaming. The whole... Okay. The they're going to absorb... The, the rumor is that, that they're going to absorb the DC Universe yeah. streaming service. Which, which would make total sense. Isn't doing as well as it could, and their original stuff's really, really good. Titans being one of them, Swamp Thing being one of them, but yeah. Swamp Thing's canceled or something like that. Yeah. So. so, just real quick, back to the. Uh, so, there's two, like, if we're looking at a Venn diagram, I'm trying mm-hmm. to draw this on the table here. So, one circle is content, creation, library, whatever it is, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. So, Disney has tons, Warner has tons, now Disney. Netflix has tons. The other is subscriber base. The other circle is subscriber base, mm-hmm. access to that kind of mm-hmm. variable. So Netflix, they're soliciting subscriptions. They're the word of mouth. They're the, you got to mm-hmm. have it. They're the Kleenex of the brand uh, mm-hmm. or the segment like you're talking about. Do you got Netflix? Do you Netflix? Like, do you, you know, like yeah. that's what we say. So Disney's doing the same thing. They're trying to make it a must-have thing. Mm-hmm. You look anywhere that's branded Disney, Disney Plus is on it. Any property. You know, you go to the parks, Disney Plus is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to have something where if you're an annual pass holder, you get Disney Plus. If you're do this, that, you get Disney yeah. Plus. Warner Media, they're going to do something with AT&T. You know, you have AT&T, you're going to get a free year of HBO Max. Whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right mm-hmm. now, Verizon's doing it with Disney Plus. They're just trying to drive up the subscriber numbers. Mm-hmm. So that other circle that I'm describing right now of our Venn diagram, Apple probably has a huge competitive edge in. Yeah. Based on the way that they're launching, promoting, getting subscribers to drive the number up for Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Which is that their devices worldwide are everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Whether you're on set-top boxes, Apple TVs, iOS devices, Mac OS, whatever it is, their their reach is probably questionably the largest of the things that we're talking about mm-hmm. because of the hardware. Yeah. And that's where I think where they may lack in the content area right now, and they definitely do. Yeah. The numbers and when they do the math and whatever. The way they're doing this thing, like when you got it, you're like, oh, I got a free year, I got a new phone. Yeah. Like, okay, that's fucking amazing. You know, yeah. is, that, is that giving it away too early? Maybe. Yeah. But they don't have a ton of stuff there yet. Yeah. So. No, and it actually had me asking the question of, you know, I've, I've said before that some of these shows are like production value in search of a hook, right. in search of a premise. This is like an. An apparatus and, a, and, a, and an interface and a delivery system in search of content. Yes. Yeah. And the content that they have is produced really well, but it's it got this desperation to. I mean, something about the way that it's produced seems to me like they were definitely able to pour money into these shows. I watched the pilot for um, The Morning Show and C. Oh, I'm deep in The Morning Show. Um, and <laughs> and, and, and I could see, like, The Morning Show, honestly, I, I did not think. I didn't think it was that good, but I'm totally watching the next episode. It gets better. But I mean, even if it doesn't, it I'm, gets much I'm, better. I, even if it doesn't, I'm pulled You're through <laughs> by the sort of, there's a soapiness to it. Yeah. There's yeah. a sort of hooky, grabby quality to it. I'm real curious how they're going to deal with the sort of, um, without saying too much about the show's storyline, but the sort of Matt Lauer pastiche yeah. that, uh, that Steve Carell is playing. Like, I'm really interested in that. Some of these, you know, to see... Someone like Jennifer Aniston come back and have this kind of a showcase for her for her acting and you know Reese Witherspoon doing television. It's not like it's the first time she's done it, but again, right. these feel like 
I, ref- I saw someone refer to those actors as thems, capital T, thems. Yeah. They said, this is a show that has so many thems in it yeah. that it has to work really hard to get them to even share a scene, you know, in the course of a couple of episodes. Wow. Yeah. So I think there's a, there's a production value and unquestionable quality yeah. control to that. But it well, also is, it's like, it is written to be a little bit more like, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of like Aaron Sorkin's. I'm smarter than you style of writing. Yeah, this show, like this show sort of feels like it's Sorkin light, but it's yeah. not trying to be so ostentatious or it's not so pretentious. Right. Um, well, I, I guess after a few episodes, I'll know what's happening with the characters. But after one, I was definitely curious just to see how is this scenario going to shake out? I'm, yeah. I'm, you know, so well, we, we weren't super clear about it, but essentially what Apple has done is if you have a brand new device, if you buy a device, uh, you've refurbished or brand new f- directly from them, you're eligible to get Apple TV Plus for a year. So we should go down the list of the kind because it's not a lot. I mean, this yeah. is a different approach. This is a it's four ninety nine. It's four ninety nine or free for or a year. Or free for a year. <laughs> if you yeah, I just so signed I in with my year. Apple ID today and gotcha. it, and it gave me it, you know, said you've got it you don't your your payment will be in like November of twenty twenty. Okay, so you so it seems like it's newer devices, it seems to be too. So it, it doesn't seem to be so they first announced it as new devices. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a um, MacBook Pro, and I also got a Apple iPhone Pro 11. Um, so I, well, I just I, got an iMac, so that might be yeah. Why I so it, it might some one of the devices registers and it's like, when you sign in, and it's like, oh, it's a new device. Do you want to sign up this for this for a year? So there's Dickinson, All Mankind, Ghost Rider. Helpsters. I've watched a lot of episodes of Helpsters. It's like the Sesame show? Street. Um, it looks Morning it looks Show, fun. Oprah's Book Club, C, and uh, Snoopy in Space. The ones that I've watched so far, I've watched Dickinson. I'm I'm pretty big fan of that. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched Helpsters, which is the Sesame Street style, and the Morning Show. I'm kind of really into. I'm. I'm Waiting for the next episode to come on. <laughs> so how often do episodes come out with that? Weekly. Oh, it's weekly. It's weekly. And um, I'd say production-wise, out of all the shows, C, right now, on television, is the best-looking TV show I've ever seen in my life. Like, in terms wow. of just motion, videography, sound, nothing is competing with how this... It almost looks like it's shot in natural light, like... Um, What's the name of the one with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and the bear? Revenant. Like Revenant. Revenant like it has that kind of hmm. look to it. It's it's gorgeous. The story's really unique. Um, it's 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 a big ask. You you were talking in the past yeah. about stories that give you too much like it's a, like to explain. Yeah, you know it's a I lot mean? of that. It's a lot. And it's that first lot. episode is full of like the terminology and shit being thrown at you and it's a little bit hard to get your yeah. footing so i don't know if it gets any better but what i what that show reminded me of was, cool. was a slightly less um and i think it's the same creator stephen knight mm-hmm. who also worked on the the spartacus tv show I get which that. was like a super like de- like deliberately kind of b-movie amped up exploitative <laughs> yeah. thing but something about the tone of c reminded me a lot of like yeah. this is like if you threw more money at a spartacus type show but it's got like the combat is very spartacus like arms get cut off there's a lot of blood and there's yep. also just a lot of like big muscle bound people <laughs> yeah. and just like the intrigue and the sort yeah. of you know this person is a is a traitor and they're going to kind of skulk around and clearly be a traitor it's got a vaguely sort of like 
mock Shakespearean kind of tone yeah. to it. All and the then, villains ha- sound like villains. All the heroes sound like heroes. And there's it's that crazy big. queen in the first episode who's oh appears to be masturbating while she's praying. And yes. The, yeah, that's and that feels like something straight out of Spartacus. Just something because <laughs> yeah. they were always pushing the limits of like but it's fun. sexual it's fun, content. It's no, it's show. interesting. Like I honestly think what you said about the look and the feel of the show, Never th- you can like tell me. that money has been poured yeah. into this thing. I don't know that it quite merits it but again i think that's what hbo <laughs> or mean? not hbo that's what apple is trying to do is, yeah. is spend money on these shows again mm-hmm. it's like they've got the pockets deep enough to, to do that so i mean eventually once if they keep doing this if they keep putting up new offerings eventually they'll get that show that really clicks yeah. with people i think there's something kind of strange about spending a bunch of money and just creating a bunch of shows and coming to market like this with this type of offer. Yeah. There's something about yeah. it that feels like it's not quite there yet. It's, it's a little half baked. I mean, but that warrant that's why it's four ninety nine. That's why it's free a lot of the time. Yeah. It, they, there's like well, they maybe they know they can get you hooked in a year. Yeah, you yeah. know. So the T V app for anybody that uses the Apple system, I mean, if you use it on your phone or anything, is you connect um, your services like HBO Go, um, ESPN, all those services get connected, and then it becomes this like real time interface that connects all these services. So cool. it'll tell you, okay, so you watch uh, Fresh Off the Boat, Fresh Off the Boat on Hulu. It'll list that show, and when another one comes up, it'll say in the top right hand corner, oh, new shows available. It's going to be available on the interface. That's cool. You go to it, so it connects everything. It doesn't. It doesn't really say that it's exclusively apple but what it does is it sprinkles the apple content within it so you're you have hbo shows you have espn stuff but you also have oh man you should watch the new episode of the morning show or c or Mm -hmm. something like that so i kind of like that it's it's set up like that um i've never seen any service that really does anything that connects all these streaming services to one interface so i think that's the smartest thing that they have for them but yeah i don't know it's not enough content right now it's not at all, but and, also and, and, like, but it, but it may not need to be. I yeah. guess that's the unique it feels thing. Feels very boutiquey. Is that like you know they're obviously going to try somehow to build out a library eventually. Like there were rumors of them being involved in like bidding for certain shows to you know get these streaming rights to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a- appropriate ones. I don't know. I think there was rumors about like the Friends thing being in the mix. You know, because that's leaving Netflix for HBO Max. Um, but it, it, it's kind of a unique one because like you know I it's like. It's going to be the most interesting to watch because it's almost like, are they trying to build some sort of bundle kind of thing like Amazon does? Right. Where like, if you're right. all in on this cert, on this ecosystem, like this is a benefit that you get, you know, like, or that this is something that you get because you bought a phone or you bought a computer or, or, or whatever, yeah. or have some sort of like bundled package that you pay for a year for something that Apple offers, whether it's you get the TV, you get the Apple Music you get the whatever the hell else that they, they have or that they're going to have. Mm-hmm. And they may try to put that all under one thing, mm-hmm. like kind of like Amazon Prime does, which yeah. is an interesting uh, you know, comparison because of the fact that their hardware is so prevalent. You know, yeah. It's like that seems like a no-brainer for them because like if people are upcycling all their products every year, like most a lot of Apple people do, or at least every other year, whatever – you know, you kind of get people on this service and you're like, oh, yeah, I do like this show or I do mm. like this. By the, by the time my free year is up, their plan is that they have 20 shows right. that you got to stay connected to, you know, right. and that they're ta- they're in tandem so that, like, you know, the seasons cross over or whatever and that you'll re-up your year or you'll buy a new device so that you get another whatever, uh, whatever that looks like a year from now. Right. Either way, the company that's yes. producing the content. Yep. 
at least in part, is right. making money when you buy any of these products. Exactly. And yeah. you're staying with them because it's, it's another thing that you get yeah. by, by using their products. And maybe, I don't know, that's the way it goes. But they're, they're an interesting one just because of you know, how much of a reach they have into people that they can offer this to as an incentive mm-hmm. you know, because you, know, you, you, you support their brand in, in, in a phone, tablet, computer sense or streaming box, whatever. Um, yeah. or watch whatever it is that you buy of theirs that, that maybe um, you, you have to have new ones of every so many years. Yeah. You know, you might continue to use this service. This is the one right now, I haven't used it at all. I haven't, I haven't signed up for the trial. I haven't really dipped into any of the shows. I kind of feel like I want to wait till the M. Night show comes out. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I really want to watch Servant. It's um, next week, right? I think so. So mm-hmm. I might go for my trial. And give it a run or get a couple months and just kind of go through all the content because, you know, a couple weeks will be backlogged of the new shows. Um, but, yeah, I'm curious to see what that's like. I've never really had an experience with the Apple TV app that you're talking. You know, that sounds like a pretty cool interface. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been pretty out of the loop on it, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Right. I haven't really seen anything that's really kind of like been like, I got to get it now to kind of pull me in. Yeah. And I am someone that uses nothing but Apple products. I don't buy one every year. Right. But I, don't, I wouldn't mind paying $5. A month if there was like a couple great shows or some cool movies i mean they have some original movies coming out like uh what's called the banker yep yeah banker you know, looks really that'll good. be on their service you know things like that they're trying to build out so in a year from now this is going to be look it's going to look completely different you yeah. know so that's an interesting thing with them because they got the money like john said to just keep producing this stuff and making it look amazing you know and and from what i've seen and heard it does but it's just uh I gotta get some. I gotta get my feet in there. Oh yeah, I think I get the that. servant might pull me in. <laughs> so yeah, it's not a lot of content. The ones that are there, are, I mean, it, it's 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 in its infancy, man. You're you're, you're Since really. There's a chance you can at least try it for a month for free, no matter yeah. who you are. And if you may have a device that gets you a free year, you yeah. know, just look into that. I definitely think this is an easy one to say, give it a shot. You Absolutely. know, any of these would be worth giving a shot to. But I think this is the only one. I mean, of course, HBO Max, we don't know about yet. But this is the only one where, just in terms of what the content is, it seems wide open because the potential for them to produce something really amazing is there. Yeah. But it's not quite there yet. Like, no, in terms of just it's got to draw you in, it doesn't have the kind of marquee value of, of, say, like a Star Wars show. Yeah. But even that, as we said, that's like. Thin soup for Disney Plus if that's all they had. And the fact that it's going to be almost a year before they get some of these other big ticket shows like the Marvel stuff. Mm. I do wonder what Disney Plus is going to do in the interim in terms of original content. Whereas with Apple TV Plus, it's so so hard to say that name. It's kind of clunky. Um, But with Apple TV Plus, there's a chance that maybe it could be like Netflix has been for a while. Where now that they're up and running every month or so, there's some new thing that you just have got to check out that's coming. And some of those some of those content creators they're working with are, are pretty amazing talent. So I don't know. I, I, I could see the Apple thing in a few years seeming like, Oh yeah. Why would we ever doubt them? Right. But right now it seems like it's all of the, it's everything except for the unquestionably great shows right yeah. now. But, but as far as, you know, their ability to roll it out and their ability to make it available, I hadn't even thought about that, Steve, the fact that it is almost a, a an add on to the tech but the, but of course they can get you anywhere. If oh, you've yeah. got an Apple device, they'll find you. you know? The fact that they can you, stick a U two album on there while you're asleep. They can absolutely. <laughs> they the can fact that you're in it and it just pops up. Hey, Travis. Yeah. Just press this for a year, please. 
Well, it did feel like, boy, this wants to work great. When I pulled it up on my computer yeah. earlier, everything about it, I was like, well, of course Apple knows how to get me onto an Apple thing, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. But definitely the, the free year was very attractive, so. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, so it's in its infancy. The shows are very particular. It's, it's all over the place, and it doesn't feel quite as neat as a Netflix, doesn't feel as neat as a Disney Plus, but it, it's, it's worth checking out if you want to, See some content that's a little off the beaten path. Especially C. C's a really interesting show. I mean, it, it is a lot of explaining just because it's a world that is so different from ours. And you keep questioning whether you buy the concept and the way that it plays yeah. out. But once I got to the end of the first episode, I was like, okay, I can totally see how this world can can get by in this, in right. this way. I, I wonder if there are actually any blind actors working on the show. I'm wondering that too. I know that they did a a great deal of research on how to move around as a blind person, combat as a blind person. Mm-hmm. Like that, there was a lot of care that went into that. We didn't mention the premise of C is it's a far flung, like post apocalyptic future, yeah. and everybody is blind. And there's a legend about people being able to see once, and some people don't believe it's possible. And then yeah. there's a baby born with the gift of sight, um, uh, and. I, I haven't gotten any further than that, so I don't know how, how crazy the storyline gets. But I will say they did do a pretty good job of making me believe. Like, at first I was just thinking, how is this going to work with all these actors pretending to be blind, yeah. but doing things where they would have to be interacting with each other? Yeah. And outside of a few things in the fight scenes that are just crazy to think that you would know yeah. who was standing five feet in front of you from sheerly from the noise, yeah. um, there were some neat neat visual things as far as, like, oh, you saw how they could, like, when he's going along on a a cliff face and he's got his sort of blade and he was like pushing it ahead of him Yeah, and he could tell as long as it scraped on the ground that there was ground there and then yeah. when he got to a ledge and it went over the edge he was like he stopped everyone behind him um, and the way they use chimes and different things to communicate so no it's really interesting I don't know if it quite still works out but it's it's a big ask <laughs> it is a bit and you kind of almost give it credit for being that there's a scene there's a scene where he's just walking down some stones related to the yeah, it was like a minute longer than that had to have been because he's blind. You're like, oh, okay, let, right. let's let him walk. It's like, <laughs> all right, go ahead, cool, 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 cool. Next scene. I mean, if that sounds interesting to you and you want the production value Ronald oh, mentioned, and never seen you anything like, like it. Jason Momoa like putting mud on his face and going beat the crap out of people <laughs> blind. <laughs> <laughs> you don't seem quite as convinced. <laughs> You know, I think it's funny that with all of that, it still seems to me like kind of a cheesy show. But I I don't think there's any reason why you can't spend a lot of money on a cheesy B-movie style show. I just think that it's not quite... If this is their Game of Thrones, I'm not sold on it being that yet. Like that fantasy realm that people love to I thought this could be a tribe that's involved in Game of Thrones. It's very high concept. And I think that eventually it might arrive at the story. So if I keep watching it, I'll know what the story is. But as far as the concept... It's yeah, it's a big uh, it's, it's a big, a big swing. <laughs> yeah. So we have those are some of the services. Any other ones we want to mention? Hulu is good. I like Hulu. Yeah, I mean that's the they've been around. Yeah. I would say those are the three kind of like Have you seen Dollface yet? Th- those are the three new kids on the block. Oh yeah. They're bringing it back around for you. I there see you what go. you did there. Like that? I had to look at John and You watch any of the original Hulu stuff? Well, one of my favorite shows on TV right now is uh, Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Which is like the Stephen King universe, mm. uh, kind of bringing in different characters from different books and right. the fictional town of Castle Rock. Are you in, are you watching the second season currently? Are yes. You, are you watching yes. it? Cool. Is um, 
I, it's, Keeping the it's, same it's, it's, it's level as of quality. Oh no, uh, quality is incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's it's different story. Oh, okay. But in the same town, so you you get like little hints that it's like in the same world for gotcha. sure. But it's a different story, kind of bringing together <clears throat> characters from like Misery and Salem's Lot, and you know even still stuff from like maybe it. It's kind um, of like the the Fargo of Stephen King, exactly, right? Where it's exactly, just like yeah. themes and yep. except it's got actual characters, but it's yeah. got like themes and, and ideas lifted from the books and kind of swirled around. I think right. that's a neat uh, neat idea. And it really does seem like the first season, I feel like, got a little bit of hype around it. This season, I kind of... I saw some ads for it, but it doesn't yeah, seem like people are... really low-key yeah, under the radar. Yeah, I haven't seen much. But I've been loving it. it that, I was going to say, that and Watchmen are my like weekly... And thankfully, they're Wednesdays and Sundays, so I get like a nice broken-up week of two shows that I really love right now. But uh, I have Hulu. I mean, I'm a fan. I, I, I don't mind paying for it. I don't yeah. like love Hulu. It's definitely not my go-to for anything. But there, you know, are, I like a love Pen15. I loved, uh, obviously, Handmaid's Tales on there. It's probably their, one of their bigger ones. Did you watch the act? Yes, that was good. You know, really that's the that. um, the Mommy Dead and Dearest mm. uh, series. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Wow. Uh, you watch yeah, Rami? Who? Rami? No, I never watched that. I know that's you said really, that was good. Yeah. And Dollface is the, the, the new one coming yeah. up. Yeah, I'm, I want to check I'm, that I'm out. I'm a fan. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, again, that's one for like five bucks or whatever it is. I'll, I'll, I'll hang on to it. Yeah, cool. Because altogether still, you know, I'm like not even at $30, you know what I mean, yeah. for what I'm paying. And I have access to lots of con- – I haven't had cable in three years, you know. Mm. And it's just like that and using our Plex servers, like there's a lot of uh, a lot of content, even if I didn't use Plex, just on the what are on those streaming services as it is now that I'm, you know – not uh, starving for anything is like too much to watch. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the other, I guess we can kind of wrap up this conversation by saying no one will ever watch all of these shows. Oh, no. Um, yeah. And if so, not not with any care and any attention so that you can really form an opinion of them. So you're kind of deciding how your life is going to go when you look at all these services and you pick, oh, I want to watch that. I want to watch that. I want to watch that. It was like, mm. well, there goes your month. I used to think, oh, I'll get around to it. And now I'm just like, no, there's, there's entire great things yeah. that I just won't ever yeah, dip sure. into. Um, so I think that's it. I think that's the summary of uh, the, the new boys in town. Let's that's the streaming what... gold rush. Yeah. So how do you guys the... think this overall experience compares to going to the theater? I still <laughs> love going to the theater. I still It's still something yeah. a little different. Um, it's still have unique experiences. I mean, this is a weird one to say, but I went to go see Kanye West, Jesus is King, IMAX. And I had sound thrown at my head the way that I've never had sound thrown at my head. So there still are movie experiences that are very unique to, uh, I mean, it's done, it, it doesn't lessen it. I think there's something about whether anybody wants to admit this or not, the accessibility of movies really does make you devalue some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way that people talk about movies, the rate that they want things to come out, people's value of them i mean they i mean i think they really i think some people do value them and absorb them and take them in but there is a bunch of people that are just like yeah next yeah next just so they could talk about it and there's something about the social uh, conversation versus really absorbing the content well that's where a lot of these networks are 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 moving away from the binge model and having shows that come out week to week that's a huge difference that at first on the face of it i'm like "Eh, i kind of like the binging model but i can see how mandalorian is going to be more of a conversation for people if by the virtue of the fact that it comes out once a week 
um, these other shows. I think you know that idea yeah. of now that we've got you into the streaming thing, we're going to stop giving it to you all at once because we want you to talk about oh, something yeah. like Stranger Things Absolutely. for more than a weekend. Yeah. You know, I, I can see that even though I kind of want to say, no, 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 don't, don't do that. That's not fair. You got us in there with binge. <laughs> yeah. Don't take away the binge. But, you know, yeah. none of these, we haven't really mentioned it, but none of these shows we talked about tonight are binge model shows right. at all. They're totally like back to the old network model of one. Mandalorian did something cool because the, the premiere date was uh, midweek. Yeah. But the actual day is Friday. So we wound up getting two episodes in a short amount of time and that was it. No, that, that makes sense from a marketing standpoint, yeah, though, smart. to say you're a little bit deeper into it before the yeah. week you wait. But Cool. Yep. Streaming. 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 <laughs> that's how you wrap up a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just sing it. At least that's how we do it. Tonight. <laughs> Tonight. Tonight. La 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 tonight. There you go. Don't act like I don't know this whole song yeah. from the back. I mean, I, no shame. I saw them in concert in the last two years. I was going to mention that. That's really cool, it's though. It's okay. They do that one? Yeah, they do. Do they really do it up? Oh, they do it up. Ooh. You're coming with me next the time. The people one song. I'm sure there are plenty of women fainting in that, con- oh. in that concert for sure. What venue did you see that? Uh, I've seen them at Royal Farms, mm-hmm. and then I saw them in D.C. Oh, cool. The DC show was really cool because it was them. It was uh, it was like his like '80s throwback. It was them. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Paul Abdul. Wow. And uh, Boys to Men. And there was one more. I would have loved or <laughs> Debbie Gibson or anybody. Debbie like that? Gibson. I think that's the other one. It, it was it was like a crazy like '80s, early '90s. Like I wish I knew about this. Yeah, it was like I would have definitely half, taken years it. ago. Aaron and I went down there. It was awesome. So yeah, that's it. That's it. Debbie, we're going to end that on Debbie Gibson. Yeah. The streaming gold rush. Yeah. Debbie Gibson. Gold rush. It all streams right towards Debbie. Yep. Yep. One of those shows is going to license her music, you know. Yeah. For it has sure. to. And she'll get all the royalties. I see like a jukebox musical or something for her. Maybe. Know, one maybe. Of those. <laughs> that we'll could see. work. We'll see. We'll see. Um, MovieSchmovie.com. Facebook.com slash MovieSchmovie. And uh, MovieSchmovie.gmail.com if you have any suggestions for future episodes. Or... If you have a take on these services that we discussed that we may have missed or you think a service is coming up that we're not even seeing or thinking mm-hmm. about, we just kind of thought these were the three big ones, like the kind of biggest uh, competition for like what could be vying for your monthly budget for uh, what you choose to pay for. Mm-hmm. But let us know if we missed something or maybe something else is coming up that we should readdress when it gets here, you know, a little closer to it. Yeah. We'll As talk sure about we'll the do. Peacock Network when it comes yeah, out. That, that's rumored to be free, which is kind of crazy if it ends oh, up being Jesus. free. But we'll go down that road later. Okay. Yeah. Um, we'll return to the subject of streaming for there's, sure. It's, it's a gold rush. Yeah, uh, streaming, it, there's yeah This to go is around. the gold rush phase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There'll be, you know. The, We're going to be sifting through things, yeah. mining for it. We got, we got pl- this is going to be a series. <laughs> oh, there's going to, I forgot to mention real quick HBO <laughs> Go, HBO Max is going to have a commercialized version in 2020. Mm. 2021, One. sorry. Uh, that's going to be a little cheaper. cheaper. That will have commercials. I can't imagine HBO content with commercials. I know that's really hard to picture. <laughs> I hope it's all HBO content. Times are changing. Yeah. What if the commercials are made to like a higher, more artistic level? That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's a part of the content that you're paying for. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on, on those sites if you have any suggestions for upcoming episodes or any take on the uh, the services that we talked about just now. Mm. Or maybe there's a series on one of them that we're not even aware of that we should be watching. Yeah. I know I need to get Apple TV Plus and get caught up, so hopefully I'll do that by the time we record next. And as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.